Begin Podfix Network transmission in three, two, one. Hello again. I am Saf Chagrin, podcast guru and president of the Podfix Network. Since revealing myself as the puppeteer of the Podfix Nation, I have felt the need to be more hands-on with the day-to-day duties. No respect to Chris, Keith or Chaz. Is that his name? Sure it is. You see, when I listen to podcasts, I see the ones and zeros that make up the matrix as we know it. That is not something my master classes can teach, but rather a natural talent. In other words, I was born with a gift and curse for identifying great podcasters, their shows, and then exploiting them via the network. Every Thursday, I will open the Podfix archives, hand-select a definitive episode from one of our network members. A true showcase of the talent that I, excuse me, that we have here at the Podfix Network. Now, sit back, relax and let your ear muscles do all the heavy lifting, while you enjoy this, as the kids like to say, oldie but goodie. going on dave <laughs> what has I, what is happening i can already sense that so this being the second recording of the night i can i feel my energy level has rebounded not that our energy level at uh, first scene not that our energy level <laughs> was down for last week's episode but i can feel it completely rebounding for this episode you and think i think that we're gonna be that we spent the last 30 minutes effing around on instagram and and tiktok uh, that probably didn't hurt anything uh except i did hurt my big toe when i tried to make a stupid video and i ran (laughs) so i was trying to make a dumb video using like one of the sound clips was like from uh, mario kart it was trying to do a dumb video of me standing on the corner of the room and then running after greg (laughs) but i ran after him really fast not realizing that there was a giant bucket of beads (laughs) on the ground and i kicked it full force with my toe Shat like beads Shat. flew across the floor, scared, scared the, the shit crap out of me. And then I, I lost the video because I was thoroughly engrossed in making my own stupid TikTok video, <laughs> and Dave ruined it and freaked me out at the same time. I'm sorry, Greg. We it's just, okay. It was, that last half hour was a colossal waste of time. Well, you know what's going to make it better? Grapefruit seltzer. <sighs> I believe I told everyone in last week's episode that this week I'd have the mandarin orange or the pomegranate. Um, But what I really meant was because when Greg and I record, we record two weeks at a time. (laughs) Next week for episode 11 of Knight Rider, I'll have one of the two. I think what we should do is we should actually import the Mandalorian orange. I think because it's the size of a basketball. Okay. And then we can just we can share it. All right, I, pre- I appreciate that. I think that's great. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Champ and Climb the Night Rider Years, a podcast by two friends who share a love of classic 80s television. 
I'm your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. Now, if you're new to the show, I'm sorry. Um, you get what you pay for, which is nothing. <laughs> and this is basically <laughs> our content is worth nothing. Yeah. Well, um, some people, you know, I like to think somebody out there would put a price on this. Well, we might explore that further. Mm. Who knows? Um, the basic idea of our show is that Greg and I, every iteration of the Champion Klein brand, we choose a classic show from the 80s and we dissect it episode by episode. This iteration is obviously Knight Rider. And uh, while we do poke fun at this show a whole hell of a lot, we do this out of complete love and admiration for an era that can never be replicated. Uh, occasionally, we create our own side story within an episode to see where it takes us. Also, Greg is convinced that all 80s television and movies are connected within the same universe, so that comes into play many, many times throughout. Greg, how the hell are you? I'm pretty damn good, David. Now that I've got some of this nice ice-cold grapefruit Hannaford brand seltzer isn't in my it, belly. Isn't it better than the carbonated water we were drinking last <sighs> two years ago during the 1440? Oh, I don't... The, so the stuff... Uh, the 1440. We talk about that show a lot. We talk about it a lot because we're, I, I'm very proud of it. I am proud of the fact that we almost both died. Right. You physically... Mentally almost died. I physically almost died because... I had to drive home. <laughs> and it was not a great drive. But the fact the fact remains that it was an amazing experience and it's still with us. Actually, you know what? We recorded it about two years ago now. We co- recorded that's, it at the end of February, right? That's true. It was like beginning of March, end of February. I don't remember the exact date, but it's yeah. going to pop up on my Facebook feed soon. Yeah. So I will so, know exactly when we did it. So uh, I'm going to keep plugging that show because I'm proud. You know, it was it was six to nine months of planning and prep. Yeah. And then one single day of execution. It was, <laughs> r- I wasn't, no, it was not rough until about midnight. That was hard. Midnight yeah. to two. Um, it's not on iTunes, but you can find it on our website, champacline.com. Check it out. You might enjoy yourself. It's really good. Um, it is not, I will say it is not 24 full hours. Uh, we had to give ourselves at least five to 10 minute breaks in between each mm-hmm. episode or that would have just done us in. But you know what it would do? Like, let's say if you're flying from, I don't know, New York to, I don't know, say Sydney, Australia or someplace in Japan. That's a good way to kill it. You could listen to the entire thing in that in that timeline and probably it would fit perfectly. Oh, absolutely. And you'd be you'd be on a journey. You'd be on a, a double journey. You'd be on a gurney. You'd probably be on a gurney by the end. It's true. Slam those nips of uh, Johnny Walker in the plane and listen to our absolutely idiotic show. Do they have nipples of alco- of liquor on planes um, anymore? I, I'm not sure if they have nipples of them. Do they? But they do they still have them? Yeah. Do they really? Yeah. Oh, sure. I, when you buy when you buy like a gin and tonic, they they give you just like they give you the gin. See, I don't a little buy thing. alcoholic beverages on planes because I'm not going to pay like fourteen dollars for a, a half <laughs> an right. ounce of gin and tonic. No, that's why you get shit faced at the bar in the airport. Yeah. Give me give me my complimentary Coke product and my peanuts or pretzels. You have to you have to build you have to drink only as much as your bladder can manage on the flight because. I, I don't like getting not that I don't care about using the uh, airplane bathrooms. It's just like getting up and down, fuck, it's getting around people. I hate I flying. Hate using the bathrooms on airplanes. The longest flight I ever took was over the over the. Um, oh my god, what ocean are we on? <laughs> Atlantic. <laughs> Thank you. Over the Atlantic Ocean, I flew to London from um, from Boston. Oh, that's nice. That's not. Bad. I mean, it was a good flight, but I I hate using the bathroom, and especially like because of my unpredictable <laughs> bowels. <laughs> 
which honestly, since I, I've been having, it's just it. They've affected me for a really long time. Well, I always, you know, I always thought that in an airplane, they just it was just a tube that went outside. It's not. No, it doesn't just blast your shit over the Atlantic Ocean. They save it. Isn't that weird? <sighs> no, well, no, yeah, it's weird. It's I, bizarre. Don't you want it back in the day, like in the 1800s, when 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 trains, like the bathrooms on trains, just open out onto the tracks? Yes. Yeah, come exactly. on. Exactly. And if you played your cards right, the the excrement that you produced would fall out the uh the bottom of the train at the same time that uh the train was gonna hit a cow. <laughs> so that you you would basically drop a deuce on a cow's head as it went under that was a really wait that was a complete waste of everyone's time. And I apologize for that. I'm not even gonna cut that out of the episode. Cause if anyone knows as well, we do not hardly do any editing no the only no no the only editing i do is when i put the kit sound in between this bullshit and the actual episode discussion that's it that is all i do you know i gotta say i love it i'm i'm rolling with it i i i own everything that we've said we we are very firm believers in like that just that first raw edit like it's just i don't i well we used that in one i believe in the i believe in the raw first cut that's yes. That's what, what I said. Quote, it was you the, said it was the raw first one. cut, and I was trying to I replicate that. But you know, I think it comes from years of a uh, uh, theatrical acting. Sure, how, how you and I can do an entire episode without f- looking at anything and be done in, in under an hour, like at fifty-five minutes. That's, I guess that's long enough. My nose is itching. Right well, now. Th- that's that also explains how we could talk to each other for twenty-four hours and kind of bullshit our way through. Yes. You There's know. nobody else that I think I could do that with. It was amazing. It was oh, awesome. God. We're going to gush about that show again at some point. But do yourself a favor and download the 1440 on our website. We're never going to do it again. I don't think I'll ever do it again. Now that we're getting this, we're pretty close to 40. <laughs> I could absolutely do a 12-hour show, two 12-hour shows. If we did two 12s over like two weekends, I could probably do it. But I just think my decrepit body <laughs> can't handle no, it anymore. No, there's a lot of work. It was a lot of uh, work. I bet it might be something that we would revisit in the future. I know a lot of our list, some of our listeners have actually asked for us to bring that back in some capacity. So maybe we will. Yeah. Maybe we'll do some couple of sixes. I don't know <laughs> what's six six times sixty. The three hundred and sixty. You want to do a three sixty episode? Maybe we'll just do like a six week epi- a six week stint. Something for fun. I don't know. Something for fun. Yeah. Maybe we'll just do. Maybe we'll watch all of the cosmos while we record. We could do that. That oh, might man. be fun. We could watch all of Carl Sagan's Cosmos. Oh, and uh, Sarl Kagan. Is it 14? <laughs> Sarl Kagan. Hey, how is Sagan, by the way? Oh, my cat? Yeah. He's good. Yeah? He's kind of a tubby. How's Rusty? Uh, Rusty's... <laughs> Poor Rusty. I just feel so bad for that cat. He's, he's 17. Oh. And other than peeing on things. I love my... Lucy's favorite story of recent memory is when we were talking about what happens when cats get old. And I told them about Rusty peeing on you. She thinks it's the funniest story in the world. And she's like, well, why did he pee? I was like, well, when cats get to a certain age, sometimes that they, they, they don't they know when they pee. And they I just, feel bad they for pee. him. He drives yeah. me absolutely crazy. I don't, I don't wish anything bad on no, him. No, absolutely. I just, all that I want is for him to stop peeing. Yeah. And stop whining so much. Yeah. I don't know how to stop that. There's, there's no way to stop that so, other than just hope that natural causes yeah. will. Oh, poor Rusty. I know. 
I miss I miss I miss I miss your cats. I gotta get up there and see your cats. I, your yeah. cats actually like me. They like a lot of people. Which is they like which everybody. Is nice. You should have Rusty pee on you. I was gonna say I would I would hope that maybe I could get Rusty to take a little whiz on me. So oh, you don't you don't have to coax him. Just let him slip on you, and he'll leave a little puddle. Great everywhere. I can't. I can't. Wait, a little, a little circle, a little oh. urine circle. Oh, oh, urine circle. That that brings us back. That brings us back. But that might have to be for another episode. Perhaps a bonus episode where we talk about our college, the Champlain climate college years. <laughs> that could, that might be, that might be some bonus, some bonus <laughs> content. Um, that maybe we'll talk about that later on in the next couple of weeks. Greg and I are maybe toying around with uh, throwing out the uh, the old Patreon page. Um, Patreon, Patreon. Patreon, just to see if there's a, if if anyone would be even remotely interested in supporting our bullshit. <laughs> but we've got some bonus content episodes that we'd love to throw out there, and it might be kind of fun to have people uh, test the waters, support the show. Mm. We'll see. Um, we're still working on that, but we'll uh, we'll let you guys know in the next couple of weeks uh, how we how we come along on that. Greg, I think we've bullshitted long enough. God. Do you want to talk about today's episode? I, I'm so into this one. I can't wait to do this, guys. All right, here we go. It is uh, Knight Rider Season 3, Episode 10, Lost Night. Here's the edit. Wow, wow. Wow, wow. What the hell? I thought you said you edited this. No. All right, so today's episode, and I know I said this about last week, too, but I, I, I'm, I'm apt to, to jump the gun at this and, 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 and put this episode in the annals. Of the greatest offerings that Knight Rider has up to this point. Wow. Okay. I, so, you did put a you did put a limitation up to this point. Up okay. to this point. So what are we now? Twenty two, forty four, about fifty four, fifty five episodes into the series. Yeah. I I, I got to tell you, this had me from the second the episode opened. Hmm. Um, and it's one of those things, and I talk about this a couple every few weeks. Where can the show go from here? Because we've seen everything. This was a surprise. It's something they haven't explored yet. This is what I'm saying. Like we we feel like we've seen it all, and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay. Well, we haven't seen this yet. Mm-hmm. We've seen Kit's consciousness transferred into a portable TV, but never something along these lines, which I really appreciated about this mm-hmm. about this episode. And poor like lost Michael. Oh my god! Like, I know. I mean, right? obviously the episode title "Lost Night." I mean, he was like a lost little puppy. There's a great one of my favorite scenes in the whole series is in, in this at the end of the second act before they go to commercial. We'll get there, but <clears throat> Michael's having a vacation day Aww. as we open the episode. He and Kit are on the way to the beach. They're really looking. Michael is, and you know it's going to end badly because Michael is. When, whenever Michael really looks forward to something like a day off, yeah, Devin's going to shit in his cereal. That's. Pretty specific, David, but okay. I was going to say, you know, it's been a while since... Well, this is what we get when we get rabid Devin. He just shits everywhere. Oh, right. He gets he beats people up, shits everywhere, and they call in Serve Pro. But, <laughs> you know, we haven't... Ta- the last... I always remember Michael, whenever he's going on vacation, he's talking about ladies and beaches. Yes. Okay? Um, we haven't heard him talk about getting a good hamburger. No. In a while. No. One thing I do want to pr- point out. Okay, so... Michael is in kit. They're driving. Uh, they're going to the beach. Yes. Michael's by himself. Yep. But he clearly has like a frisbee and a football and all these <laughs> yes, things that you, you need someone else to play with. He's probably hoping that he could just like join in a game on the beach. He's like, hey guys, you guys want to play a little uh, little frisbee? And this guy's like wide rimmed visor on. And like, um, no, we're good, man. We're we're cool. We actually got our group here. We just got four of us. That's all we need for the. You sure? You, I can, can I sub in or something for you guys? Or? No, you're fine. No, we're good. 
We're good, Michael. Yeah. Do you think he has somebody in the trunk? <laughs> oh, he might. <laughs> that, that's probably more the more Michael's style. He's probably got Cindy in the trunk. She's st- yeah, still like sick from all the the <laughs> orchid poison. <laughs> yeah. No, but I just thought it was really funny because it's enough that it, he's it, his arms like leaning on it in the passenger seat. Like it's yeah. like uh, there's so much junk he's bringing to the. Did beach. he have a cooler? Did he might see? have had a cooler. What do we think he's got in his cooler? Beer, beer. Just, just warm beer. Yeah, just like, just like uh, a light gold can yeah. that just says beer on it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's all he has. Oh, and he also has a Tupperware full of tuna salad. <laughs> Do you think it's uh, refrigerated? <laughs> no. He doesn't even put an ice pack in the cooler. It's just, just warm tuna salad. Warm tuna salad. I, did I tell you? I ever tell you the story about the guy? You I told, the, you've told me this story so many times, and you've probably told our listeners it's my many times. Story of the world, and, it's a, and I was downwind of it. So, every so time the David, world... David, <laughs> just tell the damn tuna no, salad story. I'm not tell it again. Everybody hates the story about the guy eating hot tuna salad at a beach, <laughs> <laughs> and I was downwind of it the entire time. And he's just not a shit in the world was given about this, and he's just like. Mowing down on a horse flies. Michael's just eating tuna salad on the beach. But when he gets out there, he, for- he realizes he forgot like a utensil, so he has to use his fingers. <laughs> and he drops like and he just drops his fork in the sand. But rather than <laughs> but rather than clean it, he just eats like gritty tuna salad. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Oh, okay. I mean, this is literally that was my first sentence description and we're just oh god okay so michael's on his way to the beach and and, and kit says why didn't you want to go to the uh to the, the de- explosives demonstration or whatever right because bonnie and devon are introducing a new explosive right as or, part of this new as part of this building demo i don't understand so yeah so <clears throat> michael basically says no i i feel guilty about not going but i'm glad i didn't go or whatever it doesn't who cares right bonnie and devon are at a site a construction site where they're where they're going to implode a building. Right. And they're using this company's using this brand new explosive that is many 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 times more powerful and so much so that they actually only need six of these little cubes to take down an entire building. Right. Okay. And I did the, Devin's speech to everybody was really funny cuz he's <laughs> back to the camera clearly overdubbed with himself. Oh god, yes. To like a megaphone voice. He steps away from the microphone, but he's still speaking through the microphone. Oh, I missed that. Oh, Towards the shit. end of his speech, like he, he, it sounds like it's, it's kind of like a you know, megaphone voice or whatever. Right. He's not in front of the microphone anymore. He's walking back to the crowd, and it, he's still talking. <laughs> I missed great. that. Oh, my but God. That's basically, amazing. what I understood is that the foundation is there to help support security efforts to, to protect New explosives like this, whatever the nitroplastique, N- nitroplastique is what they called it. Okay, so the demolition goes off, and they, you know, the building comes down. But as this is happening, uh, we meet our two main antagonists, Bobby and Julius, who pull up in their red jeep, and they they basically knock out the two security guards, take the briefcase of explosives, and leave. Now, why was there just a random briefcase of explosives in the security guard trailer? I don't know. Let's just say that was. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Just. Che- I was just checking because they don't think of these things. Shockingly, Devin calls Michael as Michael's on his way to the beach. Hasn't even gotten there yet. Kit can drive fifteen hundred miles in eight minutes, but can't make it to the beach across town in two. Well, he had to stop to buy all that stuff. <laughs> That's true. He had to go buy the tuna salad. You know, 
Had to he buy made, his, no, he made the tuna that's salad. That's true. Do you think he has kippered fish snacks, too? <laughs> he might. <laughs> yeah. And I love this. You feel bad for Michael at this point because Devin calls Michael, basically says, you know, you gotta, you have to help us find these thieves. They stole an entire, like, an entire case worth of this nitroplastic. Which is supposedly so powerful. Right. Exactly. And so Kit scans the area and finds the car with Bobby and Julius heading into the Kirkland Dam area. And I lo- I hate this part because Michael's like, hey, Devin, thanks for the day off. Yeah, and then just, just clicks the, clicks the like, monitor off. You know, off. Michael, you know, you should just be happy in your work, man, because it's never going to end. For real. Like, you're, anytime you prep for a day off, you're now, not. What I think is funny is to Bobby and Julius. Bobby and Julius. They, they, they drive. They do this theft in Bobby's plumbing truck. Yeah. Bob's plumbing. Yep. And that's what Devin's like. It's a bo- it's the truck says Bob's plumbing on it. And it it's mm. and it's a tr- it's like a bright red Jeep. Yeah. Like it's really easy to see. Yeah, exactly. You know? Um so Michael and Kit catch up to the men and the guys see Kit coming up behind them. Bobby and Julius use the nitrate. They have nitrous attached to the back of the car. They uh-huh. use the nitrous to blast up as far away as they can. Michael has something about like, well, let's show them what nitrous really does, and like they turbo boost and just bomb as fast yeah, as they to can catch to, up. to catch up to him pretty quickly. Now, this is ridiculous because the one of the guys, I think it's Julius, I can't remember which one it is, starts hurling the nitro plastic. I know, like he ha- puts detonators in them and starts chucking these little bricks. They look like Rubik's cubes, almost that size. Yeah, yeah. Right? To throw like to, as like grenades back at Michael. Just like why did that? You stole these for some other reason. Why are you just whipping these right? Away, like just three or four of them. And they were not. The explosions were not that big. No. I was like, oh, okay, nope. But I thought it was funny. So in that chase scene where like Michael's chasing the car. Yeah. Did you notice that the the decals on the side of the jeep disappeared for a couple of scenes? No, I and didn't. Then came back again. No, later? I didn't catch that. Yeah. So it was oh. a red jeep. It says Bob Bob's plumbing on the side, but then some of the, some shots there were n- there were no graphics on the Jeep. Other shots, the graphics were back again. Interesting, yeah, interesting. So one of the bombs that one of the guys throws out hits an electrical tower, mm-hmm. which brings it down. I don't know if it falls on top of Kit or right yeah, near him, like near Kit on Kit. Like the wires just fall on the ground, probably knocking out power to L.A. Yo, whatever. I'm sure, I'm sure, but it it falls close enough to Kit that it actually the wiring hits the side of the car and shorts circuits kit essentially basically just blowing his memory so system overload everything is system down. overload shuts down michael gets out but he's like <sighs> like, like really over dramatizing this moment oh my god kid kid are you okay are you all right kid <laughs> yes it was so over dramatic great kit's not responding and he keeps trying to talk to kit but kit um kit I- um, a night. Yeah, Industries Pizzeria. Yeah, he pretzel. just keeps repeating what he is, and Michael's like, "All right, buddy, you know what? Let me let me just." He, so Michael like leaves Kit there to try to find Bobby and Julius and where they went. And I love this. I got a really long chuckle out of this moment. So Michael mm-hmm. kind of tells Kit, "All right, buddy, you stay put. I'm just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll be back. I'll be back as soon as yeah. I can." So as Michael walks away. Kit like just slowly shifts into reverse, goes to drive, and then just like turns and just drives away. <laughs> drives away. <laughs> I don't know. I, like slowly, like not in a hurry, but just like, oh, I guess I'm going to go over here now. 
I got a real good chuckle out of that. Me like, too. Just like, I was like, this is really funny. Like, And Michael doesn't try to like... Because Kit doesn't give Michael long to walk away before he drives away. So Michael should have been able to see that Kit has driven yeah, away. He was just up the street. But the other side of it is, why did Michael leave anyway? Where the hell is he going? I assumed he was going to go try to find Bobby and Julius, but... On the they're in the desert, right? Exactly. And so the other thing is, what do you do when power lines fall on your car? Don't get out of the car. That's right. It's like <laughs> the first thing he does is get out of the car. Those electrical wires just stopped. Like there, yep. there was, those should have been live wires, like melting kit, turning all the sand underneath into glass. No, you don't get out of the car. That, those don't turn off. <laughs> they just keep going. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so Bobby and Julius pull off to, I guess. Some sort of a rendezvous point. There's another truck. So there's, there's another, another vehicle tr- that they yeah. preset, and then they're swapping vehicles. Okay. That's it. They're just switching cars. So as they're doing that swap, they look up and they see that there's a kid like up in the hills a little bit, mm-hmm. spying down on them. By accident, he's just wandering right. through the woods. He's just wandering in the woods, and he accidentally kind of stumbles upon him. The kid runs because the two guys start Was chasing Ju- after Julius- them. Who's the bl- the bald guy? Is I that- think that's Bobby. Okay, yes. That's that right. Be- yeah. Julius is the one that's like, oh, my God, he made us. He made us. Yes. Like, clearly really didn't because he's too far away. And Julius goes nuts. Oh, absolutely. And chases this kid down. Yeah. And Bobby's like, come on, man. It's just a kid. Like, doesn't care. Yeah. No, he could make us. He could do this. So the kid runs away, and he kind of, like, hides out until they leave. So at some point, Michael has been admitted to the hospital, leaves against medical advice, um, Devin picks him up, and that's when Michael says, "Hey, I can't find like I don't know where Kit is. Devin can't find him. Bonnie, I'm so pit. Bonnie fucking blames Michael for losing Kit, right? And Michael plays like he pull. It's a good like he's like, what do you want me to do? He's like, this was absolutely not my fault. He left like he drove away without me. However, Michael, you did get out of the car and you started wandering around." So technically, yes, I know, but I just got really mad at Bonnie. I'm Me like, too. Why she are you bullshit. shitting on him for this? But it goes back to what we were talking about last week, like how everything in this so far with Bonnie is just like not good for her. No, it's not, and I just feel I felt it makes you feel worse for Michael, right? Um, <clears throat> so Michael's primary objective, like he's like, I gotta find Kit. Devin, Devin's like, we have to find those explosives, right? Devin again, like last week too. It's an order, Michael. Yeah, let Kit go. You need to find the plus. My accent keeps changing. <laughs> I sound like Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, well, uh, you know, uh, Michael Caine, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Michael. Michael Knight, I need you to go find that plus... Uh, <laughs> That's great, David. Yeah, I sorry. Anyway, <clears throat> so apparently now, the Foundation has a chopper, which I didn't realize until this moment. Why Why wouldn't they, David? Why would the Foundation have a chopper and with, why isn't, with their three employees? Why isn't there a kit brain in it? This stuff is like, yeah, the Foundation's helicopter saw... The Jeep. They found the red Jeep. The next scene is we see Michael driving out to the location. In a Jeep Wrangler. Why didn't they just fly out there with the helicopter? Why couldn't the chopper have just found Kit? Right. (laughs) I don't know. Oh, there's Kit. Oh, there's the Jeep. Okay. Well, Michael, drive out there. By the time you get there, Kit will probably still be there, right? He's driving really slow. He's lost. He's just as lost as you are, Michael. He's driving in little meandering circles in the (laughs) desert. So... So he goes back out to not only to scope out the the red jeep, but he's hoping that maybe Kit's still hanging around in that area. So Michael gets over to the jeep and he finds this same kid from earlier who saw Bobby and Julius like snooping around in the red van, mm-hmm. uh, the red uh, the red jeep, Bobby's jeep. The kid runs, but Michael very easily just like catches him. Uh, mm-hmm. Kid's name is Doug. 
and Michael questions Doug about uh, about the the van and whether or not he's seen a black t top. No, yeah, no, I haven't. Kids seen really that. like like ma- mean like. I don't know what you're talking about, man. I haven't seen anything. I got better things to do. Now he says, "Yeah, he's like I saw nobody." He's like, "I don't know what you're talking about," and he kind of leaves. Now we got to talk about the actor who plays Doug oh, because Doug. it is one of the best, one of the best guest spots in the show so far. And he's it's it's a kid actor, and it, but he's actually still pretty relevant today. It's it's um it was none other than Jason Bateman played the role of Doug in this episode, and mm-hmm. he was fantastic. I think he was about fourteen somewhere. That's when what this the, how old the character was. And it's funny because I'm watching some of these moments and these like the way some of his inflections mm-hmm. and I'm watching this and I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, holy shit, that's that's Arrested Development right there. Yeah, that's I can't remember his name. Oh, that's that's Michael Bluth. Mm-hmm. It's you could still hear it even at 14 years old. He had the same, 30 the same years mannerisms, ago. everything. He just he's playing himself. He's doing himself. He's it's just great. and he's just so good. He was clearly had a talent from a very early age. Like mm-hmm. he was really good in this episode. I, I would say. One of the best parts of the whole episode. Right. So good to watch. It was just really fun to watch. And this interaction with Kit and with Michael and and everyone was great. So here's another moment where Michael should have very easily known that Kit was close. Mm -hmm. Because Doug basically leaves Michael and almost immediately is being followed by Kit. Yeah, like Doug's walking down this dirt road. And then slowly Kit creeps up behind him and starts driving faster and faster. And then Doug hops off the side of the road to let Kit pass. And Kit stops. Right. And he's like, okay. And so Michael starts, not uh, Doug keeps walking, and then Kit starts following him faster and faster, and then veers off really sharply and disappears. Yeah. Like crazy, crazy moves. Yeah, he disappears, and then, you know, Doug turns around and sees him gone, but then turns back to start walking, and Kit is now in front of him. Like creeped all the way around and snuck, snuck up on him. And then what he says, he says, what does he say? He, he just says, says, help me. Oh, and then we cut to commercial. So sad. Oh, it was so just like poor, lost little sweet kit. The only way that this this could have been like more heart wrenching was if it was raining. Oh, that would have been great. Soaking wet. Absolutely. He pulls up on the porch, knocks on the door, breaks it down. (laughs) Help me. Help me. Uh, (laughs) I could feel it coming. You're going to edit that, Dave? Nope. Sure ain't. Aren't maybe I'll edit that out a little bit. <laughs> so let's talk about our completely useless character that has no point being in this episode, Conrad Mars. Oh, Conrad Mars. So he's an explosive. He, ma- he expert. makes good bars. He does make good bars. He's an explosive ex- explosives expert. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, just flew in from Dallas, and the foundation is trying to find his whereabouts. So if you knew he flew in from Dallas, how did you not find out where he was? I don't know. Doesn't okay. matter. Anyway, so Michael kind of mentions in passing that he ran into doug uh-huh. who may or may not have seen something right but he, he kind of gets the sense even though he said no he gets the sense that maybe he did see something so we cut back to doug and doug is helping to hide kit kind of like keep him out of the way of anyone you know kit still can't remember who he is he doesn't remember what any of his functions do although he does let doug get into the car yeah he's like why don't you get in and then sit you know you know let me see if i can open the door like kit really forgot all of his functions he knows how to drive and move right doesn't remember his name doesn't know who anything is well he kind of remembers his name 
right. doesn't remember Michael's name, doesn't know what his functions are. Right. Yeah, it's just really interesting. It's very strange. You know, so, like, Doug starts talking about later on, he starts talking about, like, oh, what does this button do? And, and Kit's like, I don't, you know, maybe you should not press that. And he's asking he, for Turbo Boots. Like, what's Turbo Boots? Kit, and Kit's like, you know, I remember that you probably shouldn't press that. Right. Well, what, what, what do these do? Eject left and right. And he's like, well, I'll press one. And he presses one, and it ejects his backpack out. And he's like, ah, sweet. But it's just kind of, it's again, it's one of those sad moments because Kit just doesn't remember anything. Yeah, nothing. Um, So Conrad, back to this little meeting, he's talking to Bobby and Julius. Um, the motive behind all of this explosive stealing is Bobby and Julius are planning on robbing $15 million worth of artifacts from a museum. And all Conrad's plan is, is to create a diversional, a diversionary explosion at a dam. So basically the dam's going to burst, dump how many millions of gallons, yep. flood X amount of towns or whatever. And while all that shit's going and all the emergency services are tied up in that, they're going to rob the museum. Exactly. Okay. At one point, uh, Bobby or Julius let's slip out that they saw this kid out in the fields when they were kind of making the switch on the vans. Right. And Conrad's like, okay, well, you got to find this kid and take care of him, or I'm, I'm, I'm out. Like, I'm bailing. Because <laughs> he's kind of got this clean record. Like, he's, he's like the, um, what's the character from Pulp Fiction? The wolf. Wolf, yeah. He just kind of like, he comes in, he does his job, he disappears with no trace. Right. Like, people know what he does, but there's like nothing to connect him to anything. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, he clearly hasn't met Michael Knight yet. <laughs> oh, Michael Knight. Yeah. So Michael starts like asking around for Doug. And I don't know how long he's been searching, but the only thing we see is he walks in to ask about Doug. And the first woman we see him ask is his mother. <laughs> I know. Like at a greenhouse or like, uh, you it's know, like a florist greenhouse type of like deal. A, a garden store, a garden place. Yeah. Yeah. She tells Michael that he spends a lot of time in the hills. And that's kind of like all all she says. Yeah. We, we learn that his dad died a while ago. Yeah. And ever since then he's hasn't been a great student and is spending a lot of time in the hills skipping school. Yep. Like, okay. Um so Kit and Doug bond for a couple more minutes at the at the uh, rendezvous point and Doug tells Kit that he'll be back after dark. Yeah. To visit him. And mm -hmm. as Doug is leaving in a very nice little nod to ET, mm -hmm. Kit says goodbye Elliot. Uh -huh. <laughs> and he's like hey, it's Doug. Well, who's Elliot? <laughs> yeah, I, like, I don't know. I, I don't know who it is. Yeah. I just thought it was interesting because there's actually a couple of fun little uh, homages and references to E.T. In fact, the original title of this episode was Kit Come Home or okay. Kit Phone Home. Okay. was the original title of the episode because yeah. he starts talking to Doug at one point about like, what's it like to be home? He's yeah. like, do, do I have a home? Do you have a home? So there's this... Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was a straight-up homage to E.T., but there's definitely a lot of references to right. E.T. in this episode, which was kind of cool. Um, so Bobby and Julius show up back in the hills, uh, and they see Doug as Doug is leaving, who then runs back to Kit, and they drive away at the exact same time that Michael arrives as Michael is trying to get Kit's attention. Yeah, and he's screaming after Kit, like, Kit, talking into the wristwatch. Kit, where are you? Oh, oh! But Julius and um, Bobby are chasing down Kit. You're right, and Doug, and they're Kit and Doug are barreling up this hill, and uh, they're about to hit the end of the road. And Kit's like, "There's no more road up ahead. What should we do?" And Kit doesn't know what to do. Right, and, and he then, goes, "Oh wait, I know. Turbo boost. Hit turbo boost. Hit turbo boost. Turbo boost now." Right. <laughs> and so Doug does and launches him over the ravine. 
they safely make it to the other side. Right. And uh, yeah, what is it? Bobby and, J- and Julius are like on the other side, like, oh my God, did you see that? Yeah. Just in time to see Michael tearing up behind him. And it's so funny to see Michael in a Jeep, like, a, 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 I know, I know. Not in kit, you know? Like, he just seems, he really seems like lost, too. Like, well, and so this leads to the ne- that final moment before they cut to commercials. One of my favorite parts of the whole episode, if not maybe the, the whole season so far. So when, when they, Bobby and Julia shoot out the tires of Michael's Jeep, and so he can't drive anymore. So he gets out and just starts like, screaming for kit there's no music playing and you just hear his echo and you just hear him standing there alone as his echo starts to fade and then it freeze frames and cuts to commercial but without the night rider outro like right between for a commercial break it was nothing it was just quiet amazing it was oh super god. effective oh my god and then michael's okay just got to talk about michael's top please I, let's like, i have no idea what it is. is it was it this yeah it was this episode which one? Well, that he's wearing like that weird. It looks like a, a hospital gown. Yes. No. It was this episode. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was very, very strange. Very strange. weird neckline with like kind of buttons that button up at the at the top of the shoulder. Just odd eighties design that kind of worked. Not really. Very strange. I missed the leather coat and the tight pants. I know. Why wasn't he wearing a leather coat and tight pants? Maybe they were trying something different. I don't know. Doesn't doesn't need, seem to be working very well. He wasn't wearing leather coat and tight pants in most in some of the episode last week too. That's true. Yeah, yeah he had the Cosby sweater on yeah. for a good chunk he of the episode. He was wearing like, like beach beach bum attire. Yes. Um. So at Doug's house in a completely weird, I don't even know if it was a necessary scene. Michael shows up to ask Doug whether he was up in the hills or not, and whether he was out in that area. I don't understand the purpose of this scene, if not to just kind of show that Doug is not very well behaved at home and he hates his stepfather and he's really standoffish with his mother. Mm-hmm. I don't know any other use for the scene. I don't know. And Michael goes there to ask Doug questions and this, I get stepdad or not, the, the man in his mother's life is there and it's just like really, it's just an asshole. Oh, he's a complete All the way dick. through. He's trying to protect Doug from Michael and stuff, but Michael's like, fuck off, buddy. This is ridiculous. Right. And Doug doesn't give a shit about this guy. And then we learn that Doug's father died like nine a year ago or something like that. Yeah, it's been it's been a year or maybe just shy of a year. So okay, so no wonder he's kind of grumpy about this other dude. Like, right. I guess they were really close because his he's on the Wayne White the Wayne Wright Warriors. He's a shortstop on their little league team. Yeah. Whatever. And I guess that his last name's Wainwright, so it must have been his dad. You know, on the the coach of the team, I would imagine. So a lot of shit went down. Yeah, poor little poor little Dougie R- Wainwright. I is know. Out in the woods playing with strange cars. <laughs> it's all good though. Yeah. Uh, so back at the foundation, Devin tells Michael he they find out where Conrad is, so Michael can pay him a visit. And at the same time as before Michael leaves, Bonnie comes in with an improved memory interface for Kit. Updated, upgraded it to what, like five gigs? She said five thousand megabytes okay, of added. Five megs. So about five gigs. Yeah, five gigs of added information to help Kit's memory return, basically. But the only catch is that in order for this to work, Michael has to get underneath Kit to be able to actually install. He has to pop the old one out, the fried memory board, and put the new one in. But he has to get underneath Kit to do it. Of course, it. it wouldn't be like inside, someplace clean. No, it wouldn't be. It It'd w- be under the car next to the transmission. That's absolutely. What she says. Now. In the only time we ever see Conrad again, Michael arrives at Conrad's hotel room, and you know 
Connie, his girlfriend, I guess, answers the door. That makes sense, Conrad and Connie. Yeah. Uh, Michael's like, oh, how... You know, he's in the shower. Have a little bit of fun with him. Tell him I need a signature. Get him out of here. Get him out of here. It'll be really fun. Let's just yeah. do this, okay? Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Let's do it. Really I, I love this. So Michael, like, bursts in as Conrad comes out wrapped in a towel, and he starts questioning Conrad about the stolen plastique. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you, you know. As, as Michael's leaving, he goes, uh, basically alludes to the fact that Michael knows exactly who he is mm-hmm. and what he's going to do. I know who you are. You should leave. And so that's what he does. So Conrad tells his girlfriend, he's like, Connie, start packing my stuff. And we never see Conrad again. Yeah, done. What a wasted character. Yeah, pointless. Completely pointless. It they was, didn't need him at all. And we'll find out. I'll, I'll, expl- I'll explain why we don't actually need Conrad as, as we get to the end of the episode here in a little bit. So Doug sneaks out of his house with Michael tailing him. Now, wasn't Doug supposed to sneak out in the middle of the night? He was. He said, I'll come back at night after everybody goes to sleep. Okay, because it's broad daylight when he leaves the house. Broad daylight, but his mother's still in bed. Right. So do we assume it's like like zero dark 30? Or do you think that she just did a whole bunch of NyQuil and she's like, I just can't deal with it. I'm going to sleep at 4 <laughs> o'clock in the afternoon. Maybe that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, so he leaves. Michael's there in his Jeep stalking him outside. Sure. And he leaves on his cool BMX. Yep. Yeah. Um, Bobby and Julius see doug on his bike as doug is heading over to see kit which he has moved he's moved over to the florist right uh like behind a fence at the florist yeah like in a in a pop-up tent sort of thing like in a quonset we don't see that moment of him moving kit but kit has been moved from the woods the cave in the woods to (laughs) the florist shop um doug mentions at one point when he's talking to kit that a guy named michael appears to be looking for him and he's like i don't know he's like do you recognize and kit's you know and you get the sense that kit is trying to remember who this michael is bits and things but he can't he just cannot place and there's they had they had an opportunity here to make doug kind of a dick and like you know hide kit and not tell the truth to everybody right but he basically tells kit he's like you know this michael sounds like a pretty decent guy and he's trying to find you who are you like like he's not he's just like I'm, I don't want to go to school. I found this car in the woods. I don't want to be a jerk. <laughs> That's kind of it. Like, really benign yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. It, and then, yeah. He's yeah, a good kid. He's You can tell that he's definitely a good kid. He's just just doesn't really know what to do with himself right now because he hates his entire family. True. <laughs> <laughs> sure. um, so, Bobby and Julius, as Doug is leaving the florist shop, they basically kidnap Doug and take him and go mm-hmm. um michael hears doug screaming but before he can get over there to help him they're gone yeah and michael is just michael finds nothing he's but he's like right by he's like so close to kit he yeah and he, he looks up and he see he can see kit right kit it's michael hey kit it's michael oh this was so sad he's so trying so hard to jog his memory you know he can't he tries to get in kit won't let him in he's trying so hard to get underneath he yeah. wants to get under to install the memory, and Kit's just like, Kit at one point drives away. Michael chases him. And Kit's like, I'll run you over. Like, oh, Kit, your, your primary dr- program won't let. And he's like, what do you mean, what primary program? Right. You can't harm human life. So Michael crawls under Kit, and he's like, don't run over my legs, Kit. Don't over, run over my legs. And with with a couple of pushes of buttons, opens a panel, pops in the new memory, and Kit's all back to normal. Like, really quick, like, so really, like, three seconds. Yeah. And and Kit, it was it's an almost an immediate shift, and he's like, "Michael, I'm back, <laughs> like really <laughs> better than ever. I have so much more brain now." Yeah, and so, you know, all of his memories are back, and so the first thing they do is they replay audio of Bobby and Julius 
talking about making Doug's death uh-huh. look like an accident at the dam. Right. So they're going to put Doug at the dam. So instead of murdering Doug that way, uh, they're just going to blow him up. I guess. So naturally, Michael and Kid head to the dam. Of course. So Bobby and Julius tie Doug up to a post, gag him, tie him up. Badly. Very badly. Set the explosive for 90 seconds, and then they drive away. Now, here's my problem with going back to Conrad, okay? Mm-hmm. Bobby and Julius set the explosive, explosives themselves, correct? Yeah. Okay. And they already had the explosives mm-hmm. to set. What was the point of Conrad? Don't know. Why did they need Conrad to Don't be know. part of this thing? To have maybe three and a half minutes, maybe less than two and a half minutes of, of screen time? Conrad. What was the point? Conrad. I don't know. He had no point. Is it, it stupid? Fi- is it filler? Was sure. it just trying to fill time? It filled a little bit. It was like kind of a ringer. He didn't do anything. I would have taken two and a half minutes of Doug and Kit just Plus, it was a completely different together. dam that they were pointing at the first time. Sure was. So maybe they're just like, well, Conrad's not here to blow the real dam. Let's just blow this thing up. Yeah. That must have. Sure. Okay, fine. So Kit scans the area around the dam and very quickly finds Doug tied to the post. Michael has to go save him, but tells Kit, you better stop that clock before yeah. I get over there. So with one second to spare, uh-huh. Kit jams the detonator and stops the clock. Okay. Good for you. But what I love about it, though, is that they get Doug and get back into the car, but don't deactivate any more of the No, they they explosive. stop the timers, but they leave all the explosives behind. So what's to say that with Kit driving away, it's not going to just, like... Yeah, right. His right. jamming capabilities are not going to like. Well, let's just say that he ruined the timers. Like j- by jamming them, he ruined the timers. I so just they don't think work. it would have been really funny to see them drive away and then the bo- the dam just goes anyway. Kid gets out of range and just poof. Oh, oh I forgot sh- about that. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Michael frees Doug. They drive away to find Bobby and Julius. They catch up to them. They turbo boost over Bobby and Julius's car. Bobby and Julius don't break in time. They crash over the top of Kit, and they roll their van. Yeah, pra- that would kill somebody. The way that they fell and the yeah. way that they rolled, oh, yeah, it would have crushed so them. So I don't know why, why didn't Kit just micro-lock them. Like on would've every been, other episode. Would have been far easier. Would it be three episodes but in a no, row? turbo boost over. Turn sideways like so they would get T-boned. But no, hits the, the car hits Kit just in such a way that it flips them over, and they roll, yep. killing them both. Turning them into human paste. One would hope that that was the case. But no, this just left it open because now Doug gets to make a citizen's arrest. And Michael lets him. Yeah, yeah. Like for the first time. Oh, this is how it's working? Like Michael's been making citizen's arrests all this time? Yep. Okay. I guess that's the case. Um, So we close out the episode. Doug is... Doug is back to his old self. He's even started going back to school. He's kind of turned a new leaf. He's dressing differently. Doug's mom thanks Michael by kissing him on the fucking lips. <laughs> as as every woman in the show does. Oh, you taste like Marlboros. <laughs> oh, Michael, you taste like beer. <laughs> you taste like American beer. <laughs> Kit makes a promise to Doug that he'll stop back from time to time and he and Michael drive away. Because they all live in the same town. It of doesn't matter. Do. Of course, yeah. Doug's going to see Kit like every day when he's walking to school. Like, it's oh, not- there goes Kit and Michael again. Hey, guys, what are you doing? Michael drives to a school zone at 120 miles an hour. <laughs> <Shoom>. <laughs> the 
the cops don't care because they can't catch him. Well, <laughs> who else but Kit and Michael? <laughs> Vroom! Yeah. Um, I, I, you know, we we did we picked apart a lot of this episode and we shit a lot of it, but. Gosh, this episode was we shit. But it was a lot good. It. It, Jason, Jason Bateman made it. He sold the entire episode. If it, it was, was some other like crap kid actor, it would have been awful. Yeah, like impossible to watch. It was fantastic. Uh, uh, God, do I want to? Do I want to repeat last week? Do I want to go with the Trans Am? I think I'm going to. Shit, I have to do it. All right, I have to do it. Well, it's it also g- gets points. So the guy that played Julius. I, f- I forget the actor's name. The same guy that played the the assassin in The Naked Gun 2, where yep. he has the uh, the shower singing scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of mur- shooting, uh, what's her name? Um, uh, forget it. Drebin's girlfriend. <laughs> yes. Pr- Priscilla Presley. Whatever. Ca- what the uh, heck was her name? Damn. Oh, my God. What is her name? <laughs> Whoever, if he's everyone listening to the show, I know they're screaming at her. Frank Drebin. Frank Drebin and yeah. his girlfriend... Lisa. No, but anyway, her. That's the guy. The one that Frank blows up with a fire hose in the He was uh It was great. It was fun to see him. I it was really him. fun to see. I'm sorry. I'm looking up the name of the character. It's gonna drive me nuts. Uh oh my god. Jane. 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 Jane Spencer. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. I it was right there. I could feel it. I, I could, know. It like, and Jane. I just watched Naked Gun like a couple weeks ago, yeah. too. Anyway, though I had to, I had to mention him. All right, so uh, are we going Trans Am? I'm going Trans Am. I, I think we man. have. To. It was it was so I'm enjoyable. Just gonna give the rest of the series a Trans Am. It's the show is so yeah, it's so it's a five star Trans Am. I'm gonna hold this show close to my heart. I know I'm never <laughs> giving up really these DVDs. Long time. Um, Greg, who is your Schmankman this week? Oh, oh man, it's really hard. I almost I want to say that it was um, um, uh, I want to say Colin. That's not right. Conrad. Conrad. Yeah. Um, but I I almost feel like there's got to be something better than Conrad because Conrad really was a throwaway. Yeah. I kind of like Julian and and Bobby because those guys were putzes. Are you gonna give it to Bobby and Julian? Yeah. I just wrote booby. Yeah, they were just idiots. Bobby like, and Julian. You're gonna do a heist in your own car <laughs> that's labeled with your name on it. Fuck. What's the point? Now, okay, I, I'm actually going to give it to one of the primary characters on the show uh. because of the fact that we give this award to characters who clearly have the most fun with their episodes. Yeah. I, I, and, you know, I'm going to give it to Doug. Oh. Doug's going to get my Schmankman just because he was clearly having a blast being on this show. You know, like yeah. for a kid actor like this who's up and coming and they'll – before this, he had done a really long stint on the sitcom Silver Spoons. Yes, but like just to come in and all of a sudden, like you're part of Knight Rider now. Well, I was just thinking, you like, know, he has, he has Jason Bateman now has a hundred percent street cred because he 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 was one of the few like kids that got to ride in Kit. Yes, so he wins absolutely. You know who else got to ride in Kit? Who? Gary Coleman. Oh, did, oh that's right. <laughs> they did a crossover episode on different strokes. We'll have to talk about that one at some point. Um. But I gotta, I think I gotta give it to Doug. He just seemed like he was having so much fun on that show. Like he's just like this kid. He's like, oh my yeah. god, I'm on, I'm, I'm dry, I'm, I'm in kit. Like I'm, I'm driving around this. Co- I had to give it to Freaking him. Awesome. This love was, it. this was a I great episode. This will be this right. This officially, this is my front runner for best of the season. Wow. This episode right here. It was really good. It was really good. Really fun. We had a and whole- like the shitty, the shitty situation with Doug and his family wasn't like overbearing. Like those no. characters were kind of throwaways. A little bit, like it was just there, gave you enough story, but it wasn't like it didn't drag the plot down. Despite that freaking stepfather being a dick bag, 
A bag, just a bag full. <laughs> That's all it was. He turns around on the grill, and his face is just like a, a giant bunch of like waving dicks. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I would have rather watched a bag of dicks than watch this guy. That's awful. No, <laughs> I will. I will fight you on that. I don't want to watch a bag of dicks. Yes, you do. <laughs> no, shut your face. Yes, you do. Oh, David, what do you know? <laughs> I don't know anything, Greg. Do you want to? Uh... You want to hear what's coming up next week? <laughs> can you can you tell me? I can. Uh, ne- next episode is season three, episode eleven, "Night of the Chameleon." Oh, a, ma- a master of disguise escapes from jail with two it's- with two agendas: committing one last major robbery and killing the man who put him away, Michael Knight. Oh, do you think it's Piedra? <laughs> oh God, I hope so. From from the first season <laughs> from the, of MacGyver, season one finale of MacGyver. That's right, Piedra with his little assassin tools. Yes. Um, I, at this point, whatever they're gonna throw at me, I, bring it on, man. I'm in. I'm in for the rest of the show with fucking bells on, and I can't wait. Um, all right, so that's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode. If 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 you want to get in touch with us, and I strongly urge that you do, because Greg and I get lonely. <laughs> um, you can find us on Facebook.com/slash ChampaKline. You can find us on Instagram at Night Rider Years. You can find us on Twitter at Champa Klein. You can visit our website, champacline.com, where you will soon find our backlog of old episodes and shows, including the original Champa and Klein, Blow Your Mind, and Mullets and Memories, our MacGyver podcast. You can call our hotline at 207-835-1954. Leave us a message about anything you want. You can leave us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It's the best way for us to be seen and heard by other listeners. Gregory, do you uh, do you have any closing thoughts before we say good evening? I do not. All right, gentlemen and ladies, for the Night Rider years, I am. Help me. <laughs> and I am the Mandalorian Orange Julius. <laughs> have a fantastic week, guys. We'll see you next week. I'm thinking, kid. I'm not upset. Your pulse rate is up, your blood pressure is high, and you're gripping the steering wheel with alarming pressure. There you have it, loyal listener. A fine example of what can truly be done with podcasting. Hard work, consistent output, and just the right amount of guidance from an enigmatic network overlord. Tune in again next week, to see what timeless gem I dust off for your listening pleasure. Seriously. I need to get someone into this archive room and do some cleaning. It's filthy.
You've been listening to a podcast of the Podfix Network. Discover more audible gems like this at podfixnetwork.com. Make sure to catch up-to-the-minute network shenanigans by following at Podfix on Twitter, official underscore Podfix on Instagram, at Podfix Network on Facebook. And make sure to subscribe to Podfix Presents wherever you choose to find podcasts. The Podfix Network, artist owned and loved.